Hey, I'm Vince Lozano, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 651 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean. 20 years ago, the first one came out with Johnny Depp and one of the guys who was one of the pirates in the movie, is joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. He played the role of Jacoby, and it's Vince Lozano. And he has a new movie out, too, called Trauma Therapy Psychosis. Vince is a lot of fun to talk to, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So stick around for a few minutes here, and Vince Lozano is going to be coming up to talk about the 20th anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean and his new movie, Trauma Therapy Psychosis right here on On Screen and Beyond, so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope you caught episode 650 of On Screen and Beyond. It's uh, kind of a sad episode, only because uh, Bob Barker, uh, I'm sure you probably have heard, has passed away, and uh, we wanted to do our tribute to him. Bob was a guest here back on 2009, uh, quite, a, quite a long time ago, and uh, episode 58 of On Screen and Beyond And it was a lot of fun to have him on, and we wanted to put that back out. So it's out there for you. You can go back to the original one, too. It's still there, too, but uh, we wanted that special tribute one for him. Uh, But Vince Lozano is coming up, and I hope that uh, you're telling people about On Screen and Beyond. We have had a tremendous amount of downloads lately, and uh, from all over the world, we want to thank everybody on all the different platforms, whether you're coming to us from Apple or Spotify or Podbeam, or you know, wherever you're coming from, uh, we thank you so much for uh, joining us, and I hope uh, you're going to keep listening to On Screen and Beyond, and keep downloading episodes of On Screen and Beyond, because we've had a lot of amazing people here over the last 16 years. This is the last episode, well, I, 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 you know, unless something happens, <laughs> of, uh, you know, like the Bob Barker thing, but uh, the... Um, Episode. This episode is our final episode of episode, uh, season 16 here at On Screen and Beyond. And the next week, in September, we are coming back with the new season of On Screen and Beyond starting up once again. And we have a guest that I think you're going to enjoy. And he was, well, I'm not going to tell you. So <laughs> we'll see. That's coming up uh, next week on On Screen and Beyond, our 17th season, the start of it. And I hope you're going to keep listening and tell more people about On Screen and Beyond. And go listen to all of our back episodes. We've got so many of them. It'll take you a long time to listen to them all. But uh, there's all kinds of people that you're going to enjoy there. So uh, music people and everything else. So Why don't we get right into it? It's time for remake sequels and prequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake sequels and prequels. Well, next month, Emmy nominee Freddie Rodriguez will head the cast of 
the Shutter horror film VHS 85. And Charles Schultz's son is hoping for another new Peanuts movie. We'll see if that comes about. And the closing film in the Kickboxer series of films called Kickboxer Armageddon is gearing up. And the video game Slime Rancher is heading to be made into a full-feature movie, so uh, those of you that uh, like the video game, I'm sure you'll enjoy that film. And The Wolfman remake with Ryan Gosling, which seemed to have stalled. We've told you about it before, but it seemed to have stalled. And of course, now with the strike and everything, uh, it's, everything is stalled. But uh, as far as that, we just hadn't heard anything else about it. Uh, now they're saying it's going to start moving forward and maybe quite fast. So we'll see what happens with that one. And that's it for remake, sequels, and prequels. Coming up next at On Screen and Beyond, it's time for upcoming new movies. <laughs> Upcoming new movies, October 6th, The March King's Daughter with Daisy Ridley will be arriving in theaters. It's listed as a chiller. And a documentary, The Eagle Has Landed, will have Barbara Bain in it. Now, she's going to be talking about, it's not The Eagle Has Landed, that you're, what you're thinking about. It's, it's about The Eagle, the spaceship in the 1975 to 1977 TV show Space 1999. Remember that one? Had Martin Landau in it? Well, that's going to be a documentary on that. And Mickey Rourke and John Cleese will star in The Palace. Now, this is a dark comedy about the ultra-rich. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming, it looks like The Flash races on to DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K on August 29th. Also on August 29th, on digital, you're going to look for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And Blue Bloods, the 13th seasons, comes to DVD on August 29th. The Flash, the 9th and final season, the TV show, lands on DVD and Blu-ray on August 29th also. And that's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and entertainment time. TV and entertainment time, Warrior Nun may have been canceled as a series on Netflix, but because of fan support and letters and everything else, it will now become a trilogy of feature films. October 1st, you can look for season 14 of Bob's Burger on Fox and season 2 of Our Flag Means Death on Max will return in October. And October 12th, you can look for a revival of Frasier on Paramount+. Plus. And of course, like I had said earlier, sadly, Bob Barker has passed away at the age of 99. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to sit down and talk with one of the pirates who was in the film Pirates of the Caribbean 20 years ago. And he has a new movie out called Trauma Therapy Psychosis. You're going to enjoy this one. Vince Lozano right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who has had roles in Wings, The Naked Truth, ER, Becker, Dragnet, The Last Ship, Trauma Therapy, and many others. 20 years ago, he was in the hit film Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and on September 1st, his latest film, Trauma Therapy Psychosis, arrives in theaters on demand and on digital. It's Vince Lozano. Vince, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, how's it going? Vince, you know, I'm looking at your credits here, and uh, you've, you've hit some nice, nice roles over the years. Yes, I have. I, I've been very fortunate to be a working actor in this, uh, in this town that it's not easy to, to get work. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Wow. Especially now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, right now it's just not, not too much going on anyways, but uh, yeah. Uh, and, and of course, I, I don't know if this is the way you feel, but uh, the crown jewel, I would say, that uh, you were in was the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, yeah, I would say that. I mean, yeah, uh, what, what a great film to be a part of. So magical. Um, I mean, to play a pirate, to work with Johnny Depp, Jeffrey Rush, Zoe Zaladania, Orlando Bloom, Kevin McNally, uh, Kira Knightley, and Jonathan Price. I mean, you know, uh, it, it was, a, it was a dream come true for me. Yeah, um, to be part of a, a big budget film like this. Yeah, and you know, to me, this was the best one of all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It it, it just you know, usually the first one is always the best one. I guess. <laughs> uh, I would agree with you because uh, you know they took their time on this one, and 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 it was such a great script. Ted, Ted, and Terry did did it. Uh, Terry Razio. And Ted Elliott did an amazing job with this story and script. And just to pull, pull out the little things uh, about pirates that, that people didn't know about and also incorporating the, the ride into it made it so unique and, and, and so much fun. It's just a fun movie. And, I, I, and even if you're scared of ghosts, you like these ghosts. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, Vince, I want to talk more about the Pirates of the Caribbean in a little while, but I first want to get into your your latest movie that's coming out on September 1st, Trauma Therapy Psychosis. Can you give us a little idea of what's that about? Um, this film is about Tobin Vance, who's like a poor man version of Anthony Robbins, uh, he gets a bunch of recruits into his institute, and basically, it, it, it's uh, trying to motivate these people with whatever issues they have to to try to release it, or any fears, or any anger, or or pain, or whatever it is in their lives that they want to change. They they come to Tom Vance, mm-hmm. but it's not exactly what you think it is, and it becomes a mindfuck where Tobin Vance gets off on, on manipulating these, these, uh, these recruits into doing things that they would never do mm-hmm. and tr- trying to motivate them to become puppets of his and brainwash him. So that way he can have an army of Tobin Vance recruits where he can do whatever he wants them to do. And it's a really mindfuck uh, um, 
of a, of a film and it's, uh, it's really intense. It's dark. Uh, it's faster. It's well, well filmed. It's, it's got a great feel to it and great look to it that the first one didn't have. And, and it, it's almost a, a film that stands by itself uh, compared to, you know, usually sequels are truly sequels, of, but this one's almost like a standalone mm-hmm. by itself. Um, but it's a lot of fun too, you know, you know, and, and it's a, and it's a thriller with, with, with some good violence and some great dialogue and some great performances. Oh, wow. so this is uh, the sequel to the original Trauma Therapy, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and so how did you get involved? I you know, normally would ask you how you got involved with this film, but obviously you were in the first one. So, you know, how did you get involved with this series of film? So what happened was uh, I'm good friends with uh, Tom Malloy, who plays Tom Vance, and and also good friends with David Joshua Lawrence. And. We were throwing around ideas uh, uh, about trying to make a film and they went off and wrote it and they said, hey, we wrote this part for you. We think you'd be great. Uh, the role of Victor, who's uh, Tobin Vance's right hand man. And I'm like, cool. But there is only one thing that you got to do. And I go, what's that? You got to meet with the director. <laughs> Uh, I think his, uh, uh, Tyler, I think was his name, the first director, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and see if you guys hit it off and connect and see if he likes you. And, uh, and then if he does, then you, you'll get to be a part of trauma therapy. So I met with the director, uh, we brainstorm over ideas, uh, for the character, what he wanted to see, what I wanted to do and what I wanted to bring to it. And we hit it off, and, and I was in the first one. And then the second one, originally, I wasn't part of the the cast. Uh, and then I get a call from Tom and uh, David. Uh, we want to bring you back. We're writing a podcast scene where, you and, uh, where you're the guest, and Tom Sizemore is going to be interviewing you. And we want to put it throughout the film, and I think it's going to help the film so when i read it, it was like 10 pages i was like wow that's a lot of dialogue <laughs> and uh and they're like yeah but it's gonna help the movie you're gonna do it i said of course i'm gonna do it you know mm-hmm. and it i and i think it worked out really well yeah. uh i think it really helps tell the story of Tobin vance and of the institute and um and i get to be a part of it and i and i get to act with uh tom sizemore Wow, that's like, yeah, and and this is uh, the the last film that's being released with uh, Tom, that as far as I know, right? Yes, uh, I'm the I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the last actor that got to work with him. Yeah, wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Dave Thomas on On Screen and Beyond. Now, had you ever worked with uh, Tom Sizemore before? No, no, but I was a fan. I was a fan of him in Heat uh, and uh, Saving Private Ryan. I just love the intensity that he would bring to to the roles that that he he was uh, a part of in different films. And, you know, he just gave it his all. It was 100 mm. percent always. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, you know, for his passing. Uh, he was so so young, really. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I don't know. His, I think he was like uh, in his early 60s. Right. I think something, some, like, something that. like that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, yeah. Great guy. He was talking about his twin sons, how they love the play basketball and and they're over six feet tall they're Hmm. being scouted by different colleges and then i I was talking about my son because you know he's a baseball player and and you know we connected on sports and 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 our sons and so you know it was it it was cool just not only to work with him but also to, to have a conversation with him about life acting and uh, so it, it was a it was a great memory. And we went out to eat afterwards to uh, Trails Tacos. And that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you mentioned sport. you talked about sports with him. Now, from what I can tell, tell from my research, you were quite a, an athlete, right? Yes, uh, I grew up playing baseball, basketball, football, and I boxed and I did kickboxing. Uh, I'm a sports junkie, so so there's there's not a sport that that I don't think I can't play, and um, and I just enjoy it. It's, there's so much that you you learn about life through playing sports, and and that was one thing I, I told my wife is there's one non-negotiable thing about our son. He's gonna play sports because <laughs> it's gonna help him, and sure enough. Uh, I've seen the growth and confidence in him and it just gives you this, this, uh, this belief that, you know, you, you can accomplish anything and do anything. I don't know. Did you play sports? Oh yes. Yep. Well, what, what was your uh, favorite sport that, that you played? My, my favorite one was pole vaulting. I was a pole vaulter. Oh wow. One of those nuts that uh-huh. went up in the air and <laughs> usually fell and got hurt at some point in the season. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. Now, see, that's something I probably couldn't do. <laughs> I'd probably break my neck. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you were a boxer, though. Yeah, just amateur. I never, I never fought uh, pro, but I, I have been boxing since I was seven or eight. Uh, there was a gym on the west side of Cleveland. It was called Rocky Marciano Gym. And uh, it was it was like straight out of Rocky walking up the steps. You go all the way to the top, come in, you know, duct tape, yeah. holding the ring together, crack mirrors. Yeah. Smell like sweat, you know, yeah. have, you know, that smell. Yeah. And uh, but it, it was such a great place. I, I, you know, I learned how to box. I learned how to 
how to uh, uh, do the speed bag, heavy bag, uh, and uh, it just gave me a lot of confidence to to be able to defend myself because I, I wasn't a big kid. But but boxing, there's something about boxing. You know, when you go in the ring and you spar for three minutes, mm-hmm. all your fears that you have, you see. <laughs> and for a second there, you think, "What the hell am I doing in here?" <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> and then you realize three minutes is a long time, you know, in, in, in a ring. It doesn't feel like a long time, but when you're getting punched in the face, right. Yeah. You know, you're wearing, <laughs> wearing headgear. It's a, it feels like a long time. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I kept doing it out here. I even went to, uh, the jet center, uh, Benny, Benny, the jet, who was a famous, uh, world champion kickboxer. I trained at his gym here and, and i remember one time sparring with this guy that was three times my size and i'm like what am i doing why am i in here hmm. but you know you, you can't show fear and, and you know and it just gives you that little little something something yeah you know and the great thing about uh being in cleveland uh at that gym larry holmes came to train there with the gachetti gachetti brothers uh there were his trainers at the time uh, before he fought, I think Ali, and he was training this little gym. Wow. It was crazy, huh? Yeah, jeez, I was a little kid. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I had Ray Boom Boom Mancini as a guest on the show here, and it was fascinating to listen to him tell his stories of of you know his career. Yeah, he had a great career. He 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 was out of uh, Youngstown, Ohio, uh-huh. and uh, his dad his dad was a fighter, and then I know. You know, he took it up from his dad, and I actually met him out here oh, at a fight yeah. out at a uh, Fantasy Springs that uh, Golden Boys, Golden Boy, uh, Oscar De La Hoya's company was promoting, hmm. and uh, I got to chat for him for a little bit, and uh, he had a great career. Yeah, you know, now, awesome. Now, the love of boxing is—is is that what led you to be a director in uh, the the Ten Count Boxing film uh, uh, TV series? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. That came to be because uh, I'm good friends with a, a, a fight promoter for uh, it's called Red Boxing, and uh, he's got a few fighters and he does a lot of promotions here in LA. And he came up with he was asking me idea. What do you think about doing a docu series about up and coming fighters in Compton, South Central, and uh, different parts of uh, LA? And I said, Man, uh, well, you know what? Take me around. Let me let me see. What's going on? Let me see if there's stories, what their stories are, and if we can put some together. Sure enough, when I went around to the different gyms that we decided to film at, um, some great stories. And usually it's all tied with family, mm-hmm. all the stories. You know, I learned how to box from my brother or my uncle or my dad was a fighter, took me to the gym and yeah. gave me that love of fighting and and uh next thing you know they they, they got the love for it and and uh but yes uh my love for boxing since you know uh growing up as a little kid and we used to get the fights fights and and watch some great fighters like uh uh alexis arguello uh muhammad ali george foreman uh, Salvador Sanchez, I can go on and on. Kenny Norton, Jimmy Young, yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, mm-hmm. Aaron Pryor. So watching all these fights and, and learning learning how to box and all that gave me another passion for fighting, for boxing, and uh, and to get the get to tell these stories yeah. of, of 
of struggle, you know, because it's not easy. Any anytime you're trying to do something that you're passionate about or or you love, there's not a lot of money involved in it first. So it takes a while yeah. to get to that level where where uh, you're making a decent living, or even some of the owners of the boxing gyms who who are trainers and they're looking for that next world champion to come through their doors, mm-hmm. you know, so they can keep the lights on. Right. So, um, so yeah, so it, it's, it's a really cool docu-series and hopefully, you know, I, I got hurt by uh, COVID COVID kind of screwed me up and screwed up production. Oh. Cause I lost uh, a couple of the gyms that we were filming in uh, shut down, but uh, hopefully by the end of the year, it'll, it'll be 100% done and we'll, we'll, we'll get it out there. Wow. That's good. Now, how did you go from being, you know, a boxer and then baseball and everything else that you were doing to get into acting? I mean, you know, it, it, you're not taking a physical beating, but you're, you're taking a beating. <laughs> it's not, it's yeah, not an easy get, business. Yeah, you get rejected a lot. Huh? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I go from one beating to taking a, a, a not a physical beating, but a, like emotional beating. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what happened was um, one summer I went to uh, was it no it wasn't yeah it was a summer I I, I went to uh, uh, New York to visit some cousins and we were there for I don't know three or four weeks hanging out and they were all in the break dancing so I was like ah, this is cool usually we go play basketball or baseball or football but this time around no it was all break dancing like literally from the morning you got up till to the nighttime, just out there practicing moves, learning moves and, and, and street dancing, popping, waving, all that. So they started teaching me. And, uh, so when they taught me this, uh, I kept it going when I went back to Cleveland and I I was like, you know what, I'm going to keep learning how to do it, whatever, and see, see where this goes. And I ended up becoming part of a, uh, a breakdancing crew called the Sea City Rockers, uh, which meant Cleveland City Rockers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we ended up being pretty good. There was like six or seven of us. We were all crazy, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, we, we were nuts. And uh, so uh, we win this contest where we got to open up for Rum DMC, Curtis Blow, Nucleus, wow. uh, the Fat Boys and all that. Jeez. And uh, yeah, and so it was amazing. So we, we, we got to open up for them and then we did a little small tour around Ohio. And then uh, that got me into uh, entertainment. So like, uh, man, I like this dancing thing. We're, we're dancing at different clubs. We're dancing uh uh break dancing at different venues and better than getting uh, punched making, right <laughs> yeah exactly huh? but uh, instead of getting punched now i'm cracking my head I'm right like, yeah yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's true that's a pretty pretty demanding what you were doing <laughs> yeah i guess everything it was physical and, and, and taking beatings on the dance floor emotionally whatever so i guess there's a story there huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh, someone I knew who was working at a, uh, they were they were gonna do a play at the Merc, uh, at the Caramu House Theater on the east side of Cleveland, which is an African American theater. Uh, it's a very well known theater in the community, and uh, they they were looking for for a kid that could play basketball, dance, and act and sing. 
And I'm like, well, I never done that before, but I can dance. Uh, I don't know about acting, but I definitely can play basketball. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the audition and uh, I, I danced. They loved it. I played basketball against their crew, whoever they had there and ate them alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they can stick with me and they go, all right, let's see you act. And, and the role was kind of... Uh, it, it, it was really me, so it wasn't. Uh, it was a you know a troubled, not a troubled kid, but yeah, a troubled kid. You know, had a little bit of attitude and and uh, uh, was a little cocky and arrogant. You know, kind of like a rubble without a cause type of character. You know, or John Travolta in, mm-hmm. in Greece or something like that. It, it was kind of modeled after those guys. Yeah. So I got the part, and then uh, I, here I am, the lead of a play that's getting reviewed and. Right, bunch of newspapers. I'm signing autographs. I'm like, oh, hey, maybe, maybe I, maybe I'll be an actor or or something like that. So then I, I kept going with it. Uh, got in an acting class at Caramel House with Frank Adams. Uh, learned a lot there. Went to community college. Took some acting there, and then and then found that you know I was natural at it and uh, uh, did some more community theater. Uh, in Cleveland at different theaters like Huntington Beach, uh, Cleveland Public Theater, uh, Cleveland State. Uh, and it just kept going. And then I decided, well, you know what? Let me take my shot and come out to, to L.A. Went to American Academy Dramatic Theater for a little while and then uh, uh, left there and got an acting class uh, with uh, called Moment to Moment Studio. And that's where it changed for me. Because uh, because uh, it changed because now it was now it was real real intense acting like this organic Meisner hybrid style acting which I never knew about and then I come in here I go oh shit now I know what we're talking about I see now this is this is some real stuff here you know. <laughs> tapping into that organic story and all that not this other stuff that i was learning now now we're really going for the juggler here and uh so that that's how it happened and uh and i'm blessed and and i just have a passion for it and uh you know something that you know changed my life and if i would have never moved out here i would have never met my wife i would have never met met so many great people that i've met in my life and and uh and have my son <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was all yeah. meant to be all meant to be yeah there you go yeah there you go yeah. now when you uh, you know you worked your way up uh, doing different tv shows uh, you know guest spots on them and everything but when you got the chance to be on pirates of the caribbean uh did uh you know, how did that come about? Did you uh, go to a cattle call for that, or how, you know, how were they? No, I, I what happened was uh, uh, my agent uh, submitted me for the part. I get a call to go to the audition out in Santa Monica. It was, and, and what the funny thing, I think my I blew the engine in my car, so I needed to hitch a ride with a buddy to the audition. And uh, it was uh, in Santa Monica, Brookheimer's uh, production office, and Rona Cress mm-hmm. was uh, doing the casting. And uh, so I come in, and she's like, well, it's just one line. Oh, yeah, that's that was the thing. I was like, it's just one line. Okay, but, <laughs> but hey, you know, I always say this. 
there's no small role, but only small actors. So exactly. I go, all right, I'll do it. So I go do it, and the line was no fair. So I, I do the line, no fair. I go, okay. And then she goes, ah, oh, great job. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I laugh. <laughs> like, leave. Uh, get a call the next day. Hey, uh, they want you to come back, do a call back. I go, really? They want me to say the line again? <laughs> no, no fair. <laughs> And they go, yes, but they want you to improvise this time. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, they, they just want you to come in, improvise. And I said, uh, cool. So I go. Now there's five of us uh, at the callback, all different sizes, you balls, another bald guy, older, younger. And uh, so I go into the room and she goes, all right, I want you to do the line, but then I want you to improvise because you're going to be like a bomb pirate. And I'm like, okay. And I want you to growl. I like, okay. So, so we do the audition, and and uh, I start improvising. I start growling like a dog. I, I was growling like my Rottweiler, you know. <laughs> you know, and then I, I think I even barked at one time. And then, uh, but uh, I, I came up with this line: "I'm gonna blast you to tiny little pieces." So I and I improvised that line and uh and I'm gonna blast you all the tiny little pieces and I'm gonna step on your faces. And then, and then just you know, good just doing crazy stuff. Yeah. So then I get the call the next day that I booked it. I'm like, great. And she goes, Yeah, you uh, you, you might be going to the Caribbean. I go, Great. And she goes, you, I think you're going to work about two to three weeks on it. And I go, awesome, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so then go to go to set. First, they got me uh, uh, doing dance training. They got me sword fighting. They got me weapon training. They had me doing all these trainings, uh, which was great, you know, to prepare for when I'm coming on set for all of us. Yeah. So then, uh, uh, long story short, we were at the uh, Long Beach uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Spruce Goose. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that dome. So th- we, we filmed in there the uh, the ghost sequence when uh, when uh, Jeffrey comes out with the bottle of wine, sm- drinks it, and then smashes the bottle and says, be careful, young lady, now you're in a ghost story or whatever the line is. And uh, so we shot all that sequence up there the on the top of the ship where sh- she sees us all as uh, ghosts. So then at lunchtime, uh, I'm having lunch, and then uh, Gore comes up to me, and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to put you throughout the whole movie. I go, really? Yeah, I'm going to expand your part. I'm wow. like, oh, wow. And he's like, you're, you're doing an awesome job. I, I, I love the, the commitment and all that, what you're doing. And I go, wow, this, this is awesome. Not realizing that the two weeks just turned into six months. Holy cow. Of, of work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I got to go to the Caribbean, and and uh, that's why I said never, never turn down anything, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to work in this time, because work, work leads to work. Yeah, and and you when know? they said, "Do you want to go to the Caribbean?" I'm I'm sure there wasn't a very long pause there. I, I'm sure you said, "Sure." <laughs> Hell yeah, I got a passport, and uh, <laughs> I'm there. You know, so yeah. we were in the Car- Caribbean for a couple of months, and. Uh, and you know that's how I learned how to play poker, and uh, we we drank a lot of rum. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Now, as far as the, the makeup for it, now, I mean, you weren't as, your makeup wasn't as much as I'm sure, you know, uh, some of the characters that were in the film, but how long were you in makeup to, to get to look like you looked? Over two hours every day. Whew. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, we would have, I would have a call time like three thirty or four in the morning and be sitting there for two hours. And I try to eat beforehand because uh, it was hard to eat once I got into makeup mm, yeah. and uh, I, I lost a lot of weight. I, I ended up getting a, a really bad rash on my face uh, from the makeup mm-hmm. because uh, you know, I'm, I had it on for 12, 14 hours, 15 hours. And, and, and there was a time where we didn't have a break. We went like, I want to say like three weeks straight, uh, maybe having one day off, there were forced calls and, and uh, maybe I would only get like uh, like a five or six hour, seven hour rest or something like that and uh, be right back at it in the makeup chair. Hmm. So it would take like two hours to put on and probably another hour, hour and a half to take off. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kevin Sorbo on On Screen and Beyond. Now, was this in Jamaica where they filmed it? No, we were in uh, St. Vincent and Grenadines. Oh, okay. And uh, we were in a, another island down there. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It doesn't come to me right away. Mount something. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. another small island that we shot on. But most uh, all the the first one, everything was shot down down in uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Yeah. And doesn't and matter. It's, it's all the Caribbean. So, <laughs> you know, who's going to complain, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. A lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So over, a lot of fun. Overall, that was a, a, a good experience for you. Ah, oh, it was it was an amazing experience. I mean, I'm still friends with with most of the pirates. Uh, hmm. uh, you know, I, I talked to Kevin McNally, played Gibbs once in a while. These, you know, once every few months. Lee Ehrenberg, we just spoke not that long ago because he's part of my fantasy football league. Marty Kleba is part of my fantasy football league. Isaac, I just texted yesterday. Uh, we played Bossum because uh, uh, it was his birthday. Trevor Etienne, I talked to almost every other day. Uh, Zoe Zaladania, when I run into her, she gives me a hug. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I ran into Johnny Depp not that long ago. And, you know, he remembered me and we spoke for a little while. So, you know, it, it's one of those things when you go to, you, you, we went to war basically making this film. Yeah. And when you, and you form this camaraderie, cause you know, you don't see anyone else, but the, the, the other actors and characters and crew in this film. So you create this bond and it's kind of, kind of like being part of a baseball team when you win the championship, right. you know, in high school or college, whatever you go, your separate ways but you're still in touch. But then when you get together, you start talking about what happened during, during film and the war stories. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah, I, I, I got all nothing but positive things to say about pirates, Disney, Johnny, everyone that was part of that movie. It, it, it was, it was a blessing and you know, it, and it changed my life. Yeah. Well, you talked a lot about uh, different people that you have on your fantasy football thing. So I'm going to ask you a question here. And, uh, you know, a year from now, people can listen again and see if you were right. Who are you predicting for the Super Bowl win this year? Not the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) Uh, 
man, uh, that's a good question. It was the Chiefs last year, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, think they'll repeat. You know, <laughs> Uh, I, I kind of, I'm kind of liking Philadelphia. Okay. I think Philadelphia, they made some good additions. I know they lost a few key players on, on the line and all, but they brought in a couple of receivers, and I think they're going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't think Kansas City can repeat. Um, yeah. But I could be wrong. Yeah, who knows? You know, you're not saying you never know. I was just curious, you know, if you had a <laughs> had a, an idea, a favorite for that you thought. So right, I, I love the Browns to, to do it, but I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they yeah. they can get it together and stay healthy. You know, there's so many things that got to go right. Got to get lucky. Yeah, got to be healthy. Yeah, I know that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Vince, I want to finish up with one final question, uh, taking us away from uh, your. 20 years ago with Pirates of the Caribbean and also your new movie that is going to be coming out on uh, the, on September uh, September 1st? Yes, yeah, September 1st. Correct. In theaters, on demand, and on digital. And people should be sure to check that out. But when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Uh, my favorite movies would be uh, the first two Godfathers that I can watch over and over again. Deer Hunter, Rocky. Uh, just uh, love, love those films. And, and Heat, another another film that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV, uh, movie that I'm watching now, that I watched recently. Yep. Uh, what did I see? You know, I love the new Top Gun. Uh, yep. film that that was great. Uh, what's, I'm trying to think of a, another film that I recently. Uh, I love uh, the movie with uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, what was that called? Gems? Some uh, uncut gems? There's something like that. I don't know if you ever saw it, but no, I, I, it, that it, doesn't ring a bell. It's a it's a it's a, a great film, and he, and he's really good in it. I'll have uh, to look at that uh, one then. Yeah, he, it, it is. It, it, he should have been nominated, and I don't know why he didn't get nominated, but he should have been. Huh? Um, and then, uh, promising young woman. <laughs> Not because I'm in it, but <laughs> it, it, it's it's a it's such a cool independent film, and the look of it that the director did and the performances, uh, it, it has a seventies feel to it, and uh, it's it's a really really good film. TV shows. Uh, I just finished watching Hijack uh, with Idris uh, Ilway, uh, mm-hmm. which was really a good show. Peaky Blinders is another good show that I that I liked. Uh, some of the shows I, uh, in the past that that I watched and and I enjoyed. It's funny. I I, I I've been watching Hill Street Blues and yes. and Sopranos again. And, uh, and you know, cause I was a kid when Hill Street Blues came out. So I go back and I watch and I'm like, wow, you know what? There's some good writing yeah. uh, and some good acting and, uh, and, and, uh, Archie Bunker. Oh. Love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love Archie Bunker. I don't know if you could do that show today, but probably not. <laughs> but no, no. So, so those are some of my favorites. And, Another one, Saturday Night Fever. I love Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, Vince, I, I cannot thank you enough. It's been a lot of fun talking with you, and uh, I thank you so much for joining us, and good luck with your new film, Trauma Therapy Psychosis, which comes out on September 1st uh, in theaters, on demand, and on digital. Awesome. Thank you. This was a blast. I appreciate it. Thank you, and continued success. It's a lot of fun with Vince Lozano right here at On Screen and Beyond, celebrating the 20th anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean and his new film, Trauma Therapy Psychosis. Be sure to check that out if you get a chance. And uh, Vince was just a lot of fun to have right here. So I hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, we will be continuing with more episodes of On Screen and Beyond in season 17, which starts in September right here on On Screen and Beyond. And uh, it's just uh, one thing after another. We've been, you know, I've just been doing interviews and more interviews. And uh, we have some great guests coming your way once again. We always seem to have them, thank goodness. <laughs> That's, and uh, we will you know, continue to do that. And I hope you're enjoying these episodes of On Screen and Beyond. Hope you will turn around and uh, do me a favor and, you know, share it when you see it coming up on any of the um, social medias, to, you know, and also uh, tell your friends about it and just get the word out and download, download, download. You know, well, well, I should have a, a challenge, you know, of picking one day and just say or one week, whatever, and say, everybody just download every episode of On Screen or Beyond. That, that would help us out a lot, but <laughs> we'll see what we can do about that. Anyways, uh, it's been a lot of fun with Vince talking with him. And like I say, we've been doing this for over six, 16 years now and starting our 17th year next month. And uh, it's just uh, amazing. I never, never thought that we would be able to continue doing it weekly. Originally, we had thought that this was going to be a, uh, a show I would do uh, once a month. You know, maybe get to 12 episodes in, in a year. And here we are doing, you know, a weekly show, uh, probably getting around 40 to 50, depending on the year and everything on a lot of the seasons. And uh, it's just uh, been so much fun talking with all these people. Hope you're enjoying them and uh, hope you uh, will uh, continue. If you have a suggestion for me, that, that always helps because I don't think of it. You know, I can't think of everybody <laughs> to try to contact. So uh, if you want to send it to me, uh, I can't promise you I will get that person on. But I hope that uh, uh, if you do that, I will do my best, believe me, to try to get that person on. Sometimes they do, you know, they, I, I do get a connection with them. And uh, they just say, you know, no, I'm not doing interviews anymore. I'm, I'm done with that stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, or if somebody happens to be doing a having a new movie come out or something like that, uh, not so much now because of the strike. But uh, those are other reasons that they are out there doing interviews. And sometimes if we catch them at the right time, we can get them on. The only problem is, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm sometimes limited to 20 minutes with them or maybe a half hour or whatever they give us is what we can get sometimes. So, uh, you know, I know some people have said in the past that, you know, oh, I wish, wish you'd talked more about this show or that show or whatever. And uh, I, I sometimes I... I just have to get a quick recap of what they've done because of uh, the time limits we have. And, of course, they want to spend X amount of time talking about their current project. So uh, there's a lot of factors in what goes in, how I do the interview, how I talk to them, what I ask them, and things like that. Uh, but we do our best. I hope you're enjoying it. 
and I hope you'll continue to listen. If you're new, welcome, and I hope you will continue to listen to On Screen and Beyond. And that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.